Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 23 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and I hope everyone enjoyed that game last night. The Rangers claiming a big 4-1 victory against the Washington Capitals, the best team in hockey, at least if you go by record. And it was a win that the Rangers really needed. It was a tough two-game road trip in Florida. Obviously, they get killed by Tampa Bay, and then they lose a tough one against the Florida Panthers. But they answer the call tonight. It's the national game, the NBC Wednesday night rivalry game. They're on a big stage. It's one of only two games being played on Wednesday night, and they come up with just a great team performance here. And we got to start with Henrik Lundqvist. He said in a recent interview that he needs to be better, and to say the least, he was much better tonight. Just a great game for Henrik. 30 saves. And with the win, he moves into a tie with Cujo, Curtis Joseph, for fifth all-time with 454 wins. So obviously a big congratulations to Henrik Lundqvist. And I don't need to tell you guys, but every single one of those wins coming with the New York Rangers, we've been watching this guy for a really long time. He's been one of the best in hockey ever really since he started with the Rangers. Just a living legend, a shoe-in Hall of Famer, and again, a big congratulations to Henrik Lundqvist. And again, you know, it's really just been a wild roller coaster of a season for the Rangers. And as we've talked about, you know, that's a byproduct of being such a young team because night to night tonight, you just never know what you're going to get when this team takes the ice. But what you got tonight was a great effort and a team that clearly was not intimidated against this Washington Capitals team. Caps have a lot of veterans, a lot of scoring threats. Guys who have won a lot of games in this league, a lot of members left of that Stanley Cup championship team. But the Rangers not backing down an inch. They come out strong. They hang in there. It's a tight game through two periods, and then the Rangers pull away in the third period. Artemi Panarin just continues to be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's basically just a human cheat code on the ice. He's now up to a 12-game point streak. He scores a pair of goals tonight, both on the power play. And it has been a long, long, long time since the Rangers have had someone like Artemi Panarin who can really just kind of put the offense on his back, give the team a spark like pretty much every night that he's out there. You know, he's, he's making things happen. And he's just been a difference maker, man. You know, it's a big contract that the Rangers gave to Panarin, but he's been worth every penny, and he goes out there and he earns that contract every night. You know, one goal at a time, one game at a time, one shift at a time, whatever you want to call it. Panarin has just been money for this team. And like I said, you know, he signed a seven-year contract. So we're going to have the pleasure of watching him play on the blue shirts for a very long time, and hopefully, you know, he just keeps, keeps it rolling the way he's done so far. The other big news is that Mika Zibanejad was back out on the ice in a blue jersey on Thursday. So again, we just have to keep our fingers crossed here. We already knew he was going to miss this game against the Capitals. He was ruled out, I believe it was on Monday. So we knew we were going to be without Zibanejad against Washington. However, you know what? It's possible he could be back out there for Friday. We'll see how it goes. Again, you know what? They continue to call him day to day. So there's nothing much we can do other than just keep our fingers crossed and just look forward to seeing him back out there. Might as well just jump right into it here. The first period begins, and we do indeed get the highly anticipated matchup of Henrik Lundqvist versus Braden Holpe. It's a matchup that we've seen too many times to count over the years. Obviously, both guys, you know, solid as a rock for their respective organizations. And Holpe comes into this one with a record of 10-0-1 in his last 11 starts. Yes, you heard that correctly, 10-0-1. So even though, you know, some of Holpe's numbers have kind of been trending in the wrong direction for the last three seasons or so, you know, 10-0-1 is 10-0-1. He finds a way to get it done. And obviously, it doesn't hurt to have a team that can score as many goals as the Capitals. But Holpe, you know, keeping the puck out of the net when he needs to keep it out of the net. And again, no regulation losses in any of his last 11 starts. Third line got off to a good start for the Rangers in this game. That's, of course, Capo Caco, who's back on the ice. And that's Brett Howden and Brendan Lemieux. 
and Kako gets an early wraparound chance, can't quite bring the puck to the front of the net, and he puts it off like the side of the net. And then a minute later, the Rangers re-enter the zone. Kako dishes in deep to Lemieux. Lemieux brings the puck to the doorstep and tries to, you know, basically skate across the crease and, and try to slip it past Holpe, but Holpe keeps it out. Game still scoreless. Capitals come back up the ice with some speed, but Tony D'Angelo breaks up a potential scoring opportunity, and D'Angelo just continuing to get it done on both sides of the rink. Lundqvist follows up. He makes a nice save on John Carlson. Nice kick save. Carlson obviously has been on fire coming into this season. We talked about it in our last episode, the crossover with Locked On Capitals. And Carlson basically has just been, you know, the gold standard of NHL defensemen this season. But Lundqvist comes up big. This wasn't like a jaw-dropping highlight reel type of a save here, but it was a nice save. It showed that Lundqvist was going to be sharp in this one. Just kind of a tone setter for what was to come tonight. Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox, these guys are really the third defense pairing in name only because they get out there, they see significant minutes, and they're on the ice oftentimes against, you know, some of the best skaters that the other team has to offer, including tonight out there against Ovechkin's line. And if we look at the ice time here, you'll notice that it's it's not that big of a disparity among the, the defensemen. Tony D'Angelo with the most ice time among Ranger blue liners because obviously he's out there on the power play as well. 22 minutes, 28 seconds for him. He's followed closely by Brady Shea, 21:35, and Jacob Truba, 21:31, And then you've got Liber Hayek at 16:27. But then both with 15-plus minutes for the Rangers, Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. Fox at 15:33, Lindgren at 15:19, And it's just a fun defense pairing too, you know, because both guys are young and they have, you know, different styles of play. Ryan Lindgren, kind of a tough guy, stay-at-home defenseman for the most part. And then Adam Fox, you know, obviously he can give you a little bit on both sides of the rink. And Fox has, has looked great on the power play this year and getting a couple points from time to time. So, yeah, just a, just a fun duo there. You know, I think they really complement each other well. Really uh, looking forward to seeing what those guys bring to the table. I think at a certain point it's possible that, you know, like we said, they're the third defense pairing in name only. It might be possible that these guys go on to become, you know, the Rangers' best duo of defensemen that they have on the team you know, at some point this season. We'll see if that happens. You know, long way to go here. And certainly there's some other great defensemen as well on this squad. But yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what these two guys can can continue to churn out on a nightly basis. Tony D'Angelo then creates a scoring opportunity. He zips into the zone. He sends a pass to the doorstep to Brett Howden. The puck kind of bounced on him, and he just couldn't quite get a handle on it, couldn't get a shot off. But then Coach Quinn is interviewed, you know, during a play stoppage, and he basically says it's something that I touched upon in the last episode and something that certainly a lot of Ranger fans have been saying as well is that the team just needs to shoot a little bit more, and, and he mentioned that. He wants them to, to take more shots and, you know, maybe even be a little selfish. you got to be a little selfish sometimes in this game. You know, you got to fire the puck at the net when you've got a chance to fire the puck at the net. And, um, yeah, it'd be great to see. And I think it really stood out in the game against the Panthers, you know, in the last minute, minute and a half there. Even then, the, you know, the Rangers, you're down by a goal, you're looking for the equalizer, and the Rangers are kind of passing up some good, you know, shooting opportunities in favor of another pass. So, yeah, you know, I just, you never know what's going to happen when you throw the puck at the net. Sometimes good things happen, you get a deflection, maybe the goalie is screened, maybe the goalie just lets in a soft goal. But, yeah, you know, when you throw the puck at the net, good things can happen. And hopefully the Rangers just kind of heed their coach's message here and, and continue to, you know, put the puck on the net a little bit more often. And then kind of a weird play here. Alex Ovechkin trying to clear the puck. You know, he throws it around the boards there. The puck bounces off the glass and hits the official basically like right in the mouth. Uh, Furman South is his name, and, and Jim Ramsey was out there to check on him. You see a play like this, and it's kind of amazing that it doesn't happen more often than it does. You know, you just figure... 
there's so much going on out there, and you know the refs, the referees, and the linesmen, they have to stay out of the way as much as they possibly can, and they they rarely get hit by the puck, and even more rarely, you know, get hit in the face with the puck. But hey, officials are tough too in this league. It's the NHL; you got to stay out there. And you know, after a brief stoppage, he's he's back out there. Doesn't miss doesn't miss even a second of time, and gets five stitches, and just calls it a night, and just keeps going. So. Yeah, you know, just just one of those things, just one of those weird things that happens during the course of a game, and really kind of amazing that, like we said, it doesn't happen more often than it does. Caps send a long outlet pass into the Rangers zone, and Beck Malenstein gets a chance. Malenstein is making his NHL debut tonight. He makes a really nice move on the doorstep, but Henrik, Henrik's kind of sprawling one way to his left, and then he kicks out his right pad to make a great stop. One of his best stops of the night keeps the game scoreless. Vintage Henrik on this one. Then the Rangers get an opportunity. There's a battle for the puck behind the Washington net, and Howden and Orloff are, are you know, going back and forth trying to get control of the puck. The puck deflects off of Capo Caco's stick. It goes right in front of the net to Lemieux. Lemieux takes a shot from, from point-blank range, but he is denied by Holpe. Holpe holds on. Game still scoreless. Caps get another chance. We're really going back and forth here. The, the Capitals go in on a rush. The puck kind of takes a weird bounce off of Ryan Lindgren, and it goes right to Alex Ovechkin in front of the net. Ovechkin's kind of batting at the puck, but Henrik, you know, with one of his more unconventional saves of the night, he was kind of just sprawling all over the place. But regardless, he finds a way to smother the puck, hold for a stoppage, and keeps the game scoreless. And then off the ensuing faceoff, the Capitals hit the post twice in about 10 seconds. The first one was out off the outside of the pipe, so, you know, not that close to being a goal, but then Carlson rings one just right off the crossbar, and it goes right out of play. And that was the first two of a total of, I believe, Four posts that the Capitals would hit on this night. And, you know, it was a great night for Lundqvist, but obviously getting a little bit of help from the iron. But the way Lundqvist played tonight, the way the Rangers played tonight, Lundqvist was on top of his game. Lundqvist was looking sharp right from the opening faceoff. The Rangers were skating hard all night. I think in a roundabout way, they kind of earned those breaks. And with the way the Capitals have been playing recently, you almost kind of need to catch at least a break or two against them if you're going to beat them because they've just been that good to start the season. And the Rangers, like we said, fortunate. The Capitals hit the post four times tonight, and all four of those instances, the puck stays out of the net. So, hey, you got to take it sometimes. You know, there is some luck involved in this game, and Lady Luck smiled on the Rangers tonight. So we're getting late in the first period. It's still scoreless. The Rangers get another opportunity when Brady Shea steals the puck just inside the Capitals' blue line. He tries to get a pass into Ryan Strom in deep, but not quite able to connect. And then with 1-11 left in the period, back the other way, TJ Oshie once again fires the puck off the iron. So once again, the Rangers get a fortuitous bounce there. And then the Rangers get the first power play of the game thanks to a boarding call. Uh, Tom Wilson just drives Liber Hayek from behind into the boards. Rangers get a two-minute power play, most of which is going to spill into the second period. Tom Wilson, you know, we all know this guy's track record. We know what he's all about. We know what kind of player he is. And if you're the Rangers at this point, you really just want to make them pay for it. And that's exactly what they do in the second period. So the second period starts with the Rangers still operating on the power play. Tony D'Angelo gets a shot early in, in the man advantage here, early in the period, but the Capitals... You know, hope he makes a save. The Capitals get a clear. And then Capo Caco has the puck along the boards. And Caco really does a nice job here maintaining possession. There were guys all over him, but he keeps the puck away. And he leaves He leaves a pass for Panarin. Panarin dishes back to the blue line to Adam Fox. Adam Fox passes to his right to Capo Caco in the right circle. And Caco makes a quick cross-ice pass to Panarin. 
Panarin delays for just a second. He moves in just a little bit. He flicks a wrist shot, and he scores from the left faceoff circle. So Panarin keeps it rolling, his 10th goal of the season. Kako gets a point in his first game back. And Adam Fox, you know, continuing to look good on the power play unit, continuing to impress. So big goal here. Rangers take the lead, and they make Tom Wilson pay for his nonsense. Rangers take their first penalty of the game with 12.58 remaining in the second period. Greg McKay goes off, and then they went to a commercial break, and when they came back, this was really cool. They have a kid in the stands, and it looks like he's there with, you know, one of the one of the Ranger employees who kind of, you know, hosts these, like, in-arena segments that happen during games. And it sounds like, from what I could gather, that they told the kid that, you know, basically he had won a contest and he was about to win a jersey. And that's great. You know, any kid would want that. But what this kid got was obviously quite a bit better. His dad delivers the jersey, and his dad had just served for a year in Afghanistan. And, you know, you get the the warm embrace from father and son there. The dad, like, kind of came down the stairs, and the son, you know, his his face just lit up when he saw him. They, they kind of ran. The dad was coming down the stairs. The kid was going up the stairs, and they just hugged. Uh, you know, the garden crowd's going crazy. It's one of those things, like, a lot of teams do this, you know, across hockey and across every sport, really, but it will never, ever get old. It really is cool. Every every time you see this, it's unique. There's a different reaction among, you know, the father or the mother who's coming back from Afghanistan or wherever it might be, and, you know, the, the son or the daughter or whatever family member they're, they're coming home and being reunited with. It's always a little bit different, but it's always so cool, and it's great that the Rangers do this. Really just, just a beautiful thing right there. And the other thing that I thought was really cool about this was, you know, the game was actually delayed a little bit because they were back from the break at this point, and you know, they, they did not drop the puck for, for the faceoff. The Capitals are about to go on a power play. But they didn't drop the puck. All the players were watching this, uh, Rangers and Capitals alike, and all kind of, you know, tapping their sticks on the ice, you know, with a show of respect. And just a really cool moment there. Just 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 a beautiful thing to see. So the Caps do go on the power play. Oshie and Kuznetsov with a nice little give and go. Kuznetsov receives a pass in deep, but Lundqvist comes up big with a great blocker save. Rangers still up one nothing, And then Lars Eller rings a shot off the pipe. That is now four posts for the Capitals, so that is now four posts for the Capitals, and then Lundqvist comes up with one more big save on Tom Wilson as the man advantage expires, so the Rangers successfully killing off the Capitals' first power play of the evening. And then Tim Gettinger, wanted to talk about him just a little bit. He's making his NHL, well, not his NHL debut because he played in four games with the Rangers last year, but he is making his season debut with the Rangers. He, of course, called up to the Rangers when they sent Leas Anderson down to the Wolfpack. Gettinger playing out there on the fourth line along with Greg McKaig and Brendan Smith, and he gets a chance with it uh, about two minutes left in the second period. The Rangers come in strong on the rush. D'Angelo goes basically just right up the center of the ice, and you can see the Capitals kind of gravitate toward D'Angelo because, you know, he's been good this year. They know he's a threat, and they know he's not afraid to carry the puck in deep despite being a defenseman. And both the Capitals' defensemen kind of pinch in. They kind of look to close off his path to the net. And D'Angelo recognizes this. He passes to his left to Gettinger. Gettinger shoots from in pretty deep there, and, you know, hope he just makes a nice save. Uh, but kind of cool to see, you know, getting Jerry at least. You know, he's a fourth-line player. I, I wouldn't expect him to score very often, but it was neat to see him get, uh, you know, a chance here. He, get, he had a chance, and, you know, maybe next time he'll convert, and the Rangers can get a little bit of production out of their fourth line going forward. Rangers continuing to get a strong performance out of their third line tonight. They are, of course, reunited with Kako being back out there, but Kako's out there with Brett Howden and Brendan Lemieux, and they continue to, to play well. Lemieux takes a shot from a really tough angle in the right circle. He tries to go far side with it. Uh, almost, almost sniped the far post there, but 
Braden Holpe, arguably his best save of the night, kicks out his right pad and steers the puck away to deny Lemieux. Lemieux getting some chances. You know, he's not that far away from scoring a couple of goals, I think. You know, the, the numbers haven't always been there with Lemieux. And, you know, of course, with Lemieux, it's not always about points. It's about playing with grit and, and being willing to fight if you need to. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit because uh, he was throwing haymakers with Tom Wilson out there. But we'll get to that in just a minute. In the meantime, Rangers still up one nothing. Lundqvist comes up with a really nice kick save. He sticks out his right pad with less than a minute left in the period and preserves the Ranger lead. Capitals really swarming here in the last 40 seconds or so, but Lundqvist holding firm. He's getting a lot of blocked shots from his guys. And Rangers, you know, back on their heels here, but finding a way to keep the puck out against, you know, this dangerous Capitals attack. Lundqvist came up with a really nice stick save against Verana. And then there's a play stoppage with about 11 seconds left. And when the puck drops, the Capitals try to work the puck back to the blue line. And when they did this, Panarin was going to chase the defenseman. He was going to go back there and try to contest, you know, a shot or a pass or whatever it was going to be. But Ovechkin puts out his stick, trips Panarin, and he gets called for it with seven seconds left in the period. So just like that, the Rangers get a power play, and they're going to have a minute and 53 to work with when they go back out in the ice for the third period, still leading one nothing. So the third period begins, and as we said, Rangers have a minute and 53 to work with here, power play time, and unfortunately just not able to convert. Really not a ton of chances here, and Adam Fox actually took an icing infraction with about 10 seconds remaining on the man advantage. He was looking to connect on a long pass and just put a little too much sauce on it. But seconds after this power play ends, the Capitals take another penalty. Dmitry Orlov goes off for high sticking, two-minute penalty to Orlov. The Rangers win the ensuing faceoff. Panarin gets a shot from a sharp angle, but it goes off the side of the cage. The Capitals get a clear. And then the Rangers really had a tough time in the neutral zone, kind of figuring out a way to get re-entry into the Caps zone. But they eventually do get back in there. Adam Fox passes in deep to Kako. Kako receives the pass kind of like with his back to the net. And he spins around, and as he spins, you know, there's Capitals there. They're, they're contesting the play, and the puck gets away from Kako a little bit, slides to his left. But fortunately, the puck goes right to Artemi Panarin, and he's just not going to miss from this spot on the ice right now. He's just an incredibly talented player. He's red hot right now, as we've been talking about. He shoots and scores from the doorstep. Rangers up 2-0, both goals by Panarin, and both goals coming on the man advantage. And then the PA announcer can't even finish the announcement of Panarin's goal before the Rangers score again. The Rangers zip into the zone. Lemieux passes from the boards to Buchnevich. Buchnevich kind of slides a pass to his left to Philip Hedl as they're going in on the rush. Hedl dishes back to Buchnevich, and Buchnevich, all he has to do is just tap it home from the doorstep. Really what happened was, you know, Braden Holpe really kind of committed to stopping Philip Hedl on this rush because Buchnevich, it was a pretty late pass and I don't think anyone was really expecting Hedl to do anything other than shoot at this point because he was running out of real estate there. But instead of shooting, Hedl passes back to his right to Buchnevich and by this point, you know, Hopi is, is pushed hard to his right to try to stop what he expects is going to be a shot from Hedl. But Hedl's got a really small amount of space to work with and he slips the puck right through it and as soon as this pass connected with Buchnevich, it was an automatic goal. Buchnevich puts it home and just like that, a one nothing lead becomes a 3 nothing lead in the span of about 23 seconds here. Just awesome to see. You know, this has been a, a really tightly contested game, a lot of back and forth. I wouldn't say the Rangers dominated, but, it, you know, it's it's been it's been a fairly even game overall. And the Rangers, really, they need to win this game. It was a rough road trip in, in Florida. You're coming into the third period. You're only up one nothing against, you know, arguably the best team in hockey. And 20 minutes can feel like an, an eternity when you're going up against a capital team that can score the way they can. And so 
just like that to turn a one nothing lead into a 3 nothing lead. That is just awesome. And, you know, Rangers really looking to take control of this game. And with that goal, the Rangers now have three-plus goals in seven consecutive games. And, you know, this team can score. You know, that hasn't been an issue this season. It was an issue last year. But, you know, obviously they've made a lot of moves. They wanted to, you know, put a team out there that could produce a little more offense. They've done that. The biggest issue with the Rangers, you know, when they haven't played well, is they're just giving up too many goals. But, you know, as we've seen, hey, if you like if you like high-scoring hockey, this is the team for you because they're going to be in a lot of high-scoring games this year. It would seem they've already been in a lot of high-scoring games. And like we said, you know, the Rangers, I'm not worried at all. I don't think anybody should be really be worried at all about this team's ability to put the puck in the net because they've shown that they have enough players that can do it. They can score goals. You know, it's the, the big thing is just tightening things up at the other side of the rink and keeping the puck out of their net a little bit more than they have so far this season. But yeah, really nice stretch there. Seven consecutive games with three or more goals. Rangers almost make it 4 nothing, but Ryan Lindgren hits the post, and then the Capitals get a power play shortly thereafter. And this was their only successful man advantage of the night. Kuznetsov converts with a wrister from the right circle. Brady Shea kind of went down to block the shot, and Kuznetsov basically just shot right over him. So 3-1 to one Rangers now with about 12 minutes remaining. And again, you know, the Capitals, they only get three power plays tonight, and the way the way that things have gone lately for the Rangers, I think you got to take that. It's not perfect, but, you know, teams are going to take penalties. It's going to happen, and the Rangers able to kill off at least two of them. And really, going into this game, if you would have told me, okay, the Rangers are only going to take three penalties, I definitely would have just taken my chances with that. You know, I mean, granted, the Capitals do have a dangerous man advantage, but the Rangers have just taken so many penalties recently that I think three, you just got to roll the dice and just hope that the penalty kill responds, which for the most part they did. I thought the Rangers looked pretty good on the penalty kill here. Um, you know, obviously Kuznetsov converts here, but that's, it was just a great shot. You know, he, he kind of just crept in. I think maybe the Rangers maybe were expecting that he was going to pass. You know, Kuznetsov has always been more of a facilitator than he is a sniper, but he just let it rip. It was just a great shot. Tip your cap a little bit. 3-1 to one Rangers, like we said, 12 minutes to go here. And then we get Tom Wilson basically just acting like the punk that we all know that he is. He goes after Buchnevich during a play stoppage, and Lemieux steps right in there, gets right in Wilson's face, and you gotta love Lemieux, man. I mean, this guy, if he sees anybody messing with his line mates or, or any of his teammates, you know, he's gonna step in there, and he'll be the guy, if, if the gloves have gotta come off, if the gloves literally have to come off, he'll be the one dropping them. He'll even initiate the fight if he needs to. And, you know, again, just just out there watching out for his teammates. Not the biggest guy in the rink, Brendan Lemieux, but he will. He'll mix it up if he has to. And and Tom Wilson, you know he's going to pull crap like this, and you know that he's going to be looking for a fight himself because, you know, the Capitals are losing. Things aren't going his way, so he's got nothing better to do than just start a bunch of trouble. And Lemieux clearly not going to back down. Rangers still up 3-1, to one, and they nearly make it 4-1 to one when Philip Hedel goes in on a breakaway. Basically, what happened was the Capitals turned the puck over near the Ranger blue line, and Buchnevich really quick to react. He gets possession, and he zips a pass right down the center of the ice to Philip Hedel to spring him on a breakaway. Holpe, though, comes up with a pad save, steers it aside, keeps the score at 3-1. to one. So the Rangers just miss out on that opportunity, but they convert just a few minutes later. There's a battle for the puck in the corner, and Buchnevich is in there trying to fish the puck out. He's got two capitals draped all over him, but somehow he wins the fight for the puck. Basically just kind of flings it toward the crease, and Brett Howden is there, and he scores from the doorstep to make it 4-1. to one. A big goal there, puts the Rangers back up by three. 
And I don't even know how Buchnevich was aware that Howden was there because, like I said, it was kind of just a blind pass behind the back kind of a deal there. So maybe Howden was yelling at him and Buchnevich knew that, you know, if I get this puck, I know exactly where I'm going for it because he knew, you know, he's got capitals all over him. He probably figures there's nobody in front of the net. And Howden, of course, is aware of that as well. Howden may have been calling for the puck there. Who knows? But regardless, Buchnevich flings the puck toward the net. Howden takes advantage and he scores. And Howden... Earlier in this game, he took a big open ice hit from Tom Wilson. It was about midway through the second period. In that case, I I think that was a clean hit from Wilson, but a vicious hit nevertheless. And Howden pretty much got right back up. So the kid's showing some toughness and then coming back and breaking a lengthy scoring drought. And I think at this point in the game, if you could pick a Ranger that you want to see score a goal, Brett Howden's got to be pretty high on your list. I mean... You know, it would have been nice. It would have been cool if, like, you know, Panarin gets a hat trick or maybe, you know, Tim Gettinger can score and get his first NHL career goal. But the guy who really needed to score was Brett Howden because he's been in a slump recently. In his last 10 games coming into this one, zero goals, just one assist. And that's despite, you know, having Capo Caco starting to take off. I know Caco wasn't out there the last two games, but, you know, Howden's out there skating with Caco on most nights, and Caco's really been finding his game lately. And then Brennan Lemieux, he's out there with Brennan Lemieux as well. And Lemieux, you know, the, the, Numbers haven't really been there, but he has produced some scoring opportunities, whereas Howden, I think, on a lot of nights, it's is kind of been a little bit of a ghost out there, and it was great to just see him, you know, kind of be a lot more noticeable tonight, even before this goal was scored. Like we said, the third line was playing great for the Rangers tonight, and it, it's nice to see it pay off in the form of something tangible, especially for Howden, and, you know, again, a great play by, by Buchnevich. It must have been like some kind of a, you know, partial line change that Howden and Buchnevich were out there at the same time, but Buchnevich puts it right on a tee for Howden, and Howden makes it happen from the doorstep. And like we said, if you could pick one Ranger, one Ranger that you wanted to score at this point in the game, one Ranger who really, really needed to light the lamp, I think it was Brett Howden. So he does it, he shoots, he scores, and hopefully this can get him rolling a little bit. Then we're in the last few minutes of the game, Rangers up 4-1, to one, and we get a fight, and just take a wild guess which two players are in this fight. Yep, Brendan Lemieux and Tom Wilson. This just had to happen. You know, Wilson's running his mouth all night. He's asking players on the Ranger bench who wants to go to sleep. And, you know, just basically challenging any one of them to a fight, just kind of putting out an open challenge because he's a punk, like we said. And then, you know, he can't handle it. He's out there on the ice. He's in the neutral zone. He's got the puck. And Chris Kreider just levels him. I mean, a good, hard, clean hit. It was a beautiful thing to see. He knocks Wilson almost into the Ranger vent, into the Ranger bench, knocks him onto his back. And then, you know, he gets back up to Wilson. And a couple minutes later, he just takes a run at Brennan Lemieux. Lemieux gets up, drops the gloves, and just says, we're fighting. And, and away we go. Both these guys landing some some hard punches here. And, you know, that's it. But it was just great to see Brennan Lemieux do this. Again, he's not going to back down from anybody, especially somebody like Tom Wilson. And just, just great to see. You know, the, the game's in the bag at this point. But the Rangers not going to let themselves get punked out by Tom Wilson or anybody else in the Capitals. And they're going to close this game with authority, whether that's, you know, scoring another goal to make it 5-1 to one, or dropping the gloves and fighting, you know, the guy who doesn't have anything better to do than just start trouble. So great job by Brennan Lemieux here. I'd call it a draw. You know, both guys, like we said, landing a couple of punches. Lemieux kind of started strong. Wilson landed a few punches, and then Lemieux kind of finished strong, and then they both just fall to the ice, and, and the linesmen separate them. But yeah, big big time by Brennan Lemieux, standing up for his teammates here, and standing up for himself here, and taking on Tom Wilson. So five for fighting for both of them, and somehow Chris Kreider also takes a minor penalty here. I don't really know how this happens, so the Capitals go back on the power play, and they pull Holtby down by three goals with three minutes and some change remaining. And this game got chippy at the end. You know, Truba and Ovechkin were mixing it up a little bit, a little bit of nastiness. You know, there's a couple play stoppages where where Lundqvist freezes the puck, and then there's some pushing and shoving in front of the Ranger net. And, hey, you know, this is just round one. We're going to see these guys again this season. We'll see how it goes. 
Uh, definitely going to be keeping an eye on Brendan Lemieux and Tom Wilson whenever the Rangers and Capitals do square off again because I just get the feeling, man, those two guys aren't done with each other. So we'll see how that goes, and and we'll look forward to that. And hopefully whenever they, these teams do square off again, the Rangers pick up another two points. But for now, that's going to pretty much do it here. The Rangers go on to the 4-1 victory. And coming up next, the Rangers have a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday night. They are back on the road in Canada for both of those games. Friday night, they will be at the Ottawa Senators at 7.30. And then Saturday night in Montreal to take on the Canadians at 7 p.m. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this just yet. I might just go ahead and do another episode for you guys tomorrow, Friday. You know, just how we typically do it. I try to get out, you know, five episodes a week and just do a different episode Monday through Friday. But because of the schedule being a little kind of quirky here, I'm thinking about maybe taking tomorrow off and then doing a new episode on Saturday. Because if I do a new episode on Saturday, then we can talk about the Senators game from the night before and also look ahead to Saturday night's contest against the Canadians. Again, nothing set in stone. I'll keep you guys posted on Twitter to how I'm going to handle it. Kind of on the fence right now, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we want to do. We'll see how it shakes out. And really, I mean, these are both winnable games. It's not going to be easy. It never is really in the NHL. But, you know, the Senators, a lot of people had them pigeonholed as, you know, probably the worst team in the league. They have played quite a bit better lately. They are, in fact, 6-2 and two in their last eight games, and they currently sit at 10-11-1. and one. The Canadians are 11-6-5. So we'll see how the Rangers fare. It's got to go better than their last road trip. You know, as we said, Florida wasn't so nice to them. Maybe going up to Canada, things will work out a little bit better for the Rangers. But yeah, they've got a back-to-back Friday and Saturday night. And we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll be back here to talk about it. Like I said, I might be I might be dropping a new episode tomorrow, Friday, for you guys. But I might also hold off and wait until Saturday so that we'll have the Senators game to talk about when the new episode, you know, does post. So, yeah, stay tuned. Like I said, I will keep you guys updated on Twitter. In fact, give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Or you can send an email to the podcast, LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. I'll see you next time.